Hey, everybody, this is your host, John Tady, and it's time again for Mom on Pop, the podcast where my mom, Bonnie Tady, weighs in on all manner of pop culture. In this episode, Mom and I will discuss the current season of Saturday Night Live. We'll continue our survey of America's best and worst newspaper advice columnists. And, of course, we'll have all the latest news from the New Hampshire Lakes region that Mom calls home. She comes to us from there now. Hello, Mom. Hi, Johnny. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. Oh, How you are sound you? good. You sound good. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm a little worn out, but I'm fine. All right. Well, I'm, ha- I'm not so happy to get the tired, Johnny, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> I've been saving up energy for the podcast. Oh, you're the best. This is how I live my life now. I just sort of try to store up little pockets of energy so that I can do the show. And then I <laughs> I go home and be a dad for a couple hours and then collapse yep. in the basement yep. and until I haul my sorry ass up to bed. Um, yeah. And the weekends, well, we'll get to my weekend. What was your weekend like? My weekend was very... Uh... Very serene. It uh, it probably would have made you very envious. I even got to sit outside and got I got sunburnt reading out in the yard. Sunburnt in October? Yes. In New Hampshire? In New Hampshire. It was delightful here. It was nice. It was nice. You know, everybody's talking about Halloween and decorating and, oh, my God. Do you ever go in the store? There's hardly any Halloween candy anymore. What do you mean? Are you being sarcastic? I'm not. I'm not. All you can find are these great big bags of mixed, you know, Tootsie Rolls and whatever they have in that bag. And then the other bag yeah. has Snickers. And there's no, there's nothing interesting. What about the Hershey's assortment that has, let me see if I can remember all the terrible candy bars. So you got your Hershey's milk chocolate bar, which, you know, fine. <laughs> Um, then you got a crackle, which is like a poor man's crunch. <laughs> and then you got your Mr. Good bar. Now, I have never seen Ugh. anybody eat a Mr. Good bar outside of Halloween. Outside of or the, buy one. Uh, oh, which just a chocolate bar with just the worst peanuts, the worst everything. The chocolate isn't so Ugh. great either. You know, when you have to tell people that it's a good bar, it's probably not. Right? <laughs> <laughs> And then I think there's a fourth one that comes. Do you know the assortment there I'm talking is. about? I can't remember what the fourth thing is, though. Is it the Almond Hershey bar? Is there a oh, little... Oh, I think that's right. Yeah. That whole selection stinks. <laughs> I took Leo to... It's Saturday afternoon. I don't know what to do with Leo. This is my... Um, he's almost two, uh, for people who don't know. So this is the older of our two children. We have two under two right now. And uh, I'm really the point what man. Were you yeah, I know. So I took um, <laughs> Leo to this campfire festival, and there was going to be this circus show. And I thought, great, he'll love this. It's going to be great. it's going to be lively, full of color, noise, action. <laughs> so it's at a it's at a park near us and they've got a field house at the park and we go to the uh, gymnasium it's almost full up but we find a seat next to these very nice people and then these so here were the acts first it came out about 
Oh, 10 uh, teenage kids of various ages on German wheels. Now, do you know what this is, Mom? No. I think I'd seen these before. I didn't know that they were called German wheels, but it's just this metal wheel that you sort of do gymnastics on. You roll it, and your your arms and legs are attached to the inside rim of it, and you roll it around, and then you can get out, and you can sit on the outside of it and swing around. It's it's Look, I'm sure it's quite a thing if you're... A, world-class expert in it <laughs> but these teenage kids were not oh my god so i can feel okay. and you know how quickly little boys like yeah. leo get bored you know right and i can just feel right. leo looking to me like what the hell did you bring me to this for <laughs> then when did the shots start yeah <laughs> the, the shots <laughs> Well, I was thinking of like an inoculation, not a... Oh, I see, yeah. Not um, a liquor shot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, there's... Anyway, <laughs> so we have the German wheel routine, and there were a couple German wheel routines sprinkled throughout the the evening, which was just wonderful. Um, and then someone got up on... <laughs> For those of you that can't get yeah, quite enough of yeah. this. Oh, my God. And then someone went up on silks. Um, and do you know what this is? This is just the long strips yes. of fabric hanging from the yes. ceiling, two strips of fabric. Um, and then the person, you know, does acrobatics in them in theory. Right. And the person comes out and the the guy on the microphone says, and here's the instructor of our silks class. So I'm thinking, <laughs> great, the instructor. This guy's going to have some tricks <laughs> up his sleeve. And it's just like, I don't know. I'm sure it's very difficult what he did. But to me, it looked like I could do most of that, you know? <laughs> Like, having practiced with a towel in the bathroom, I could do most of what this guy <laughs> is doing. <laughs> and for somebody that's looking to be uh, entertained when you're almost oh. two, this is not it. No. And so Leo, fortunately, by this time, had decided to occupy himself scraping at the texture of the bleachers. So he was sort of bothering the person in front of us. <laughs> And just sort of scraping at the back of their seat because he thought that the texture on it, he thought that the texture on the plastic seat was more interesting than what was happening on stage. And I really couldn't argue with him. Yeah, yeah. And then Ma, we saw the most mediocre unicycle routine you could you could ever imagine. And I know you remember Fourth of July parades with the yeah. Andover one wheelers. One wheelers, yeah. Who just yeah. stumbling and bumbling their way down Route Eleven every Fourth of July. And Ma, this was this was even worse. Oh no! This was worse than the one wheelers. Oh no! It just they could never get any momentum. Every trick was stopped in the middle, and and uh, oh god, they just never got anything going. And meanwhile, through all this, the music is just pounding. You know, if if you had your eyes closed, <laughs> you would think that there were an, an amazing unicycle act going on, but instead, it was just these. 12 year old sort of puttering around on the stage until the <laughs> until the CD skipped to the next track. Oh lord, ma. So it wasn't Las Vegas quality. Not quite. Not quite. And I just felt, you know, and he didn't care in the end, you know. No. He got some time out and he probably it could have been the greatest show on earth and he wouldn't have paid that much attention to it anyway cuz he's, you know, right. 20 months old or whatever he is. Right. 
So we went out in the hall after uh, we didn't stay to the end. We went out in the hall and there was a fish tank out there and that held his interest much more than anything we had seen at the quote unquote circus show. Oh man, that that's a tough that's a tough outing, especially when you're looking to when you think, all right, well here's a half hour of relief yes. for me. Yes, exactly. But, oh, not so good. So, uh, also on Saturday when I, when we went out, it was just Saturday was storm, storm, storms here in Chicago. Um, so I missed a sketch or two from our, uh, subject material this week, SNL. So you might, if, if there seemed to be gaps in my knowledge, there's like a sketch and a half at the beginning of the show that I couldn't see because, you know, I have satellite and I do like the direct TV. They don't pay me or anything. This isn't a plug. But I do like DirecTV, except this is the one thing that's wrong with it, is when it's super stormy, the satellite does, you know, the dish just can't see the satellite anymore. I'm glad that that happens in Chicago, because it it always feels like, eh, New Hampshire, we don't really care about you, so you don't have the best equipment. I see. Well, that certainly, I mean, God, you remember uh, when I was a kid, we had the antenna on the roof for a while, and that, that changer thing you'd turn that dial and it would go right what do you remember this yes uh and then but i didn't until you yeah but you remember it now right (laughs) i do well anything that brought tv into the household was of supreme interest to me as a kid you know so i remember it quite vividly um and then there and then the satellite dish now um Mom, how would you describe the satellite dish we had as a kid? It's not like the little plastic direct TV uh, thing you get now. Oh, my God, no. It was like something that NASA probably yeah. used in its heyday. <laughs> Just this enormous satellite dish out back. Enormous. If it rained too much, there were certain channels you couldn't change it to in the winter or if it rained too much in the summer because the satellite the actual dish would turn and go into the snow or into the rising waters, and then somebody would have to go well, out there and clean it off. Right, and you don't remember this, but Matthew and Merrick, your brothers, regularly had to go out <laughs> and shovel the satellite out of the snow. Jeez. <laughs> which they hated. Oh, well, and I don't of blame course them. they did. <laughs> but... But to me, it was like it was like they had conquered, you know, the North Pole or the South Pole because it was like, oh, thank God, another day of TV. <laughs> That's right. You know, we may not have heat, we may not have lights, but that damn TV is on, and I'm a happy girl. <laughs> Maybe there was something to having to work for your television, or more accurately to making Matt and Merrick work for our television. <laughs> there, there was something to that. Something's been lost. Isn't that the truth? Because I can remember having rabbit ears as a kid, and I think I don't know anybody's home that I went into that didn't have some little piece of tinfoil <laughs> on some part That's of right. it. Like, that was the magic, <laughs> this, this tinfoil crimped around yeah. some part of the rabbit ear. Satellite or no, shall we get on to Saturday Night Live? Sure. (laughs) Saturday Night Live is America's longest-running and best-known network sketch comedy show, currently in its 43rd season. This week's host was comedian Kumail Nanjiani. Here's a clip. The movie was well-received, mostly. Uh, I read everything online, which don't do that. (laughs) 
I read a guy said, uh, I watched the whole movie, I just don't like race mixing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first of all, nobody good ever uses the phrase race mixing. <laughs> Even if someone was like, I'm pro race mixing, I'd be like, why are you talking like that? <laughs> are you an undercover KKK dragon? <laughs> Saturday Night Live airs Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., 10.30 Central on NBC. Mom, was it worth staying up late for the show this weekend? I assume you stayed up late and watched it live. I didn't. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen it live. (laughs) Let me say this before we really talk about it. Mm -hmm. I had no idea who this host was. But I thought he was terrific. Yeah, he's he's a very funny guy. that said, I yeah. didn't think this was the uh, greatest episode of SNL, but I didn't think that was his fault. I loved his monologue, and I thought that he did the best with some okay material. But what did yes. you think of the show overall, Mom? I, I really think the same thing I think every week. I have great hope for every single skit that comes on, and then... We have Weekend Update, and then it's all crap. <laughs> it, and that's how it always goes. And I, So now I try not to have any hope after Weekend Update. <laughs> but you did enjoy Weekend Update. Um, this week? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was okay. So we had, uh, who was it? Cecily Strong who played uh, Ivana Trump? I believe it was Cecily Strong. Yeah. Uh, and so they had this Ivana Trump bit on Weekend Update because Ivana Trump made this remark that she was the first lady this week and it caused a, a right. flap. It just, I, I don't know. I don't really. She had done that interview on not 60 Minutes, but I think one of those news shows that for some reason we saw, Daddy and I saw, and um oh you so saw the interview sort of a, yeah huh. she's uh she's as vapid as the rest of them yeah, <laughs> yeah. um I, fe- I just felt like the bit never quite i don't know it never quite got traction and they were trying right. poor colin jost was yep. really trying to you know you could almost see him working the bellows you know on the fireplace of comedy for this <laughs> bit <laughs> Because um, he's a pro, but uh, they just could not get this going. No, and I think that's what happens with a lot of these. That you know, it's like you you get you get in your seat and you you wiggle your behind to get it all comfy with your bowl of popcorn, and and then it's just sort of like Ugh, I think I'll go read a book. I don't know. It just <laughs> I'll, I'll, the only the only person that keeps me interested is Kate. Um, McKibben, is that her name? Kate McKinnon, yes. McKinnon. And she's a genius, I think. Uh, well, she's basically the star of the show at this point, right? Yeah. Yes. And she... So, last week, SNL was criticized for not making any jokes about Harvey Weinstein. And, look, I get it, but also, I really yearned for an era when we really didn't care what SNL made jokes about. You know, it has to, it's, right. has to become a national issue now when SNL makes a joke about something or not. I'm just tired of 
Anyway, I won't get into it, but I find the whole that whole thing tedious. Um, but okay, I, I I get it. And this week they did make jokes, and uh, I thought it was funny that they used the Weinstein thing really just as a vehicle for this old actress character of Kate McKinnon's, right? Yeah. It didn't have much to do with Harvey Weinstein, really. It was an opportunity for her to make some jokes about old-fashioned sexual harassment, and they were very funny. Yeah, and I did, but I did like. I believe Michael Chang said, you know, look at this guy. And they showed a picture of Harvey Weinstein. And it said he looks like chewed bubblegum rolled in cat hair. <laughs> right. That was on Weekend you know, Update. Which, yeah. Right. Which makes you just curl your lips. So, yay, that's just the reaction that you want. But I guess if I can interject this question, mm-hmm. I don't understand. I mean, we've all heard, have we not? about the the casting couch. Right. I and I so I don't really understand why now you know why why is this now all this and I mean, you know, being expelled from the the motion picture academy, it's like it's like the axe is falling quickly and harshly is it like a big secret that everybody but us knew or what? Yeah, it certainly seemed like that at times. It seemed, felt like every story you read about it, there was someone saying, oh, well, this has been an open secret in Hollywood for some time. Yeah. And it's really hard for us, the Hollywood outsiders, to discern how much truth there is to that. Is it just people acting like they're in the know? Um, or was the culture of Hollywood really putting up with this vile behavior. Yes, we've all heard about the casting couch, but I was surprised and maybe I'm naive to have been surprised, especially in the post Bill Cosby era. But I was just surprised that someone could live a life of seemingly systematic harassment of women. And that's just, it seemed like it was just normal course of business. And then people made noise about it. And it's like, oh, right, that that is bad and wrong. Right? Yeah. That's I'm, what you're saying, right? I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'm saying, if it's now, why now? Why not, you know, now there's a big thing on Facebook asking, somebody put this on Twitter now, and I forget who, I'm sorry, but said, you know, if everybody said, me too, is this really going to change our culture that it's not just Hollywood, it's all over the place? Mm-hmm. I think it might change a hidden culture. That most of us, because we live our lives as decent people, weren't even fully aware existed. But I think in right. over the past few years, we're becoming aware that it does exist for very many women. Yeah. Um, and that we need to be more vigilant about it, especially men. Yeah, I'm not, I don't have a solid ending sentence for that. <laughs> That's fine. I don't, I don't I, think anybody does, I, Mom. No, no, because I feel like, I think it's horrible. I think it's terrible. I think it's unfair, and I think it's it's um, despicable. I just, that is for sure. I'm just not sure what I would do. Because let me just tell you this. When I came to see you a couple months ago, some man apparently was hitting on me 
on the airplane, and when I came to your house and told you what happened, you said, Mom, he was hitting on you. And I said, really? But I didn't even recognize it. I think we're all trying to sort through the Harvey Weinstein business, Mom, and uh, it's just, on the one hand, it's shocking, and on the other hand, we elected a sexual predator president, so it's, it's it's hard to get your bearings right now. But it hasn't been easy to get our bearings for such a long time. I'm not sure I am ever going to see them again, but I hope I do. <laughs> no, I, I think we're going to work through it. I really do. I think we can create a better society for women, and I think that we can create a better society for minorities, but I just I think we have to work through it, and that's what we're we're not really doing right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're doing it in our families and maybe in our communities and that's the best place to start so that's a good thing um what did you think of the trump cold open oh can i i'm getting tired of it yeah it doesn't quite have the same snap anymore does it it feels like they're going through the motions yeah yeah it just you know in the beginning it was it was like bomb that somebody was putting over an open wound. But now I've sort of formed my own scab and I don't, I don't, I just don't need it anymore. And it's almost painful to me. I don't want to see it now. I had trouble with this week's uh, painful I can sympathize with because there was a joke in there about Puerto Rico. And it wasn't a malicious joke. I think it was, you know, it's not like I'm saying they shouldn't have made the joke. But, you know, there's still like 90% of people there without power. They're in really dire straits. And we just are ignoring it because they're, I don't know. I mean, well, I do know because they're not, because they're not Iowa. You know, if this were happening in Iowa or Texas or California, we would have all the updates. But it's Puerto Rico and we just are not talking about it. And I just felt it made me feel a little icky to hear that joke. And again, I don't think the joke was wrong. I'm not saying any, any of that. I'm not trying to start anything here. It just made me feel icky and I didn't laugh. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just, um, you know, I'm I'm able to digest the the news now. uh, And that's the only place I want to see that jackass 45. I don't, you know what let me laugh. Let me have an hour of, well, I mean, not that Saturday Night Live can deliver this, but it would be <laughs> nice to have a few moments of some real fun. <laughs> Saturday Night Live delivers that sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. It is, it is very inconsistent, though, unfortunately. I did love the piece, um, the CNN piece with Anderson Cooper and the um, take on it. It. <laughs> But again, Kate McKinnon. Yeah, I was just going to say made the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, she. You know what? I thought the show was pretty good last season. I I liked the cast, but I'm not as convinced this season because I just feel yeah. like Kate McKinnon really is carrying the show, and yeah. I think they know know it. And hey, good for her. I mean, she can. She got okay. Let's talk about the sketch in the nursing home, right? So the premise yeah. of this sketch is that it's pretty thin, thin sauce. Um, 
Kate. Oh, very thin. Kate McKinnon is this grandma in a nursing home who's having sex with everyone. That's the joke. That's it. And Kumail Nanjiani is the doctor kind of explaining it to everyone. And he did very well. He delivered his his lines, you know, amusingly. And there were a couple laughs there. But the biggest laughs were just Kate McKinnon making eyes at the camera. Yeah. She can say nothing and get bigger laughs than everybody yeah. else in the in the sketch. And I think she is convincing in every role that she takes. She does it. She she commits 100 percent. I agree. And, you know, she reminds me of Will Ferrell in that respect. Yeah. And, and um, uh, you know, here was another one. The Halloween party where everybody's the office Halloween party. Everybody's sitting around in the, I'll say, break room. And the boss calls to say he hopes everybody didn't eat the cake because he has been diagnosed with hepatitis, one of the letters. Yeah. And I, that's supposed to be funny? <laughs> now, this one I missed because of, the, because of oh. the outage. So that's the joke? That's the joke of the whole sketch? Well, that was the joke. So don't eat the cake. And, you know, it's everybody's reaction and... It's it's just it's like somebody threw out this idea and somebody said yeah let's do that and then nobody wrote it <laughs> nobody wrote the sketch so it's just stupid it's just it's embarrassing to watch it just doesn't go anywhere it doesn't do anything <laughs> did you see the New York Film Festival roundtable. Well, yeah, but Kate, that was that's the one I was mentioning earlier. That's the that's the Harvey Weinstein one where Kate McKinnon was so funny. Yes, okay. Right? I'm just trying to see where you came in. Yes, I saw that one. All right, let's talk about Pink. Okay, what about Pink? Well, I thought the first song she sang was beautiful. What about us? Did you see that? Uh, I, Did you see her? Go ahead. Y- yes, I saw it at... Um, 10x speed as I fast forwarded through it. Why didn't you listen to it? Because Ma, I'm trying to cram in an SNL viewing for our podcast in between having a TV show and two kids. Okay. And a wife. Why? <laughs> let's not forget our beautiful wife. Well, yeah, but she she doesn't take much of my time. I pretty much ignore her. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> well, I love your wife. <laughs> well, did you see? Did you see Pink's second song? Did you? Did no. you look at her outfit? Well, I did see her outfit, yeah. <laughs> well, what the hell was that? A tablecloth and a pink puffy jacket? I love it. <laughs> I hope you're kidding. I'm not. What's wrong with it? Are you kidding? She looked like she put a flag that she found in the street and tied it around herself and then put on a pink puffy jacket that kept poofing out in the back because she didn't zip it up the front. It was horrible. <laughs> I just liked how shiny it was. Well, I, nobody likes shine more than me, but that looked like crap. <laughs> um, I'll I'll admit that I thought that the uh, skirt or whatever that was, the wrap she had around her lower body, was not great. It looked sort of like Seattle grunge flannel, almost. Somebody well, when s- she turned around, it was tied in the back like it was an apron or something. Oh, was it? I didn't notice that. Because I oh, it was really, that was just weird. And it clashed with whatever she had on next to her skin. But I did like that puffy jacket. Does anybody know where I can get one of those? (laughs) 
Don't forget to zip it up in the front, though. Yes, I, I, okay, I won't forget, but I thought that was pretty spiffy. So you loved her outfit is what you're saying. No, I didn't. I thought it was hilarious. Okay, so mom gives Pink's outfit on SNL uh, an A++. You heard it here first. <laughs> that is not true. Okay, so overall it sounds like you believe this was a pretty middling episode of SNL. As it usually is, unfortunately. Well. Yeah, um, that's my opinion. Okay, okay, fair enough. You uh, can say your opinion on your show. I just think it's very hard to write sketch comedy, so I don't really... It, yes, is it an inconsistent show, but it inevitably is going to be, because you're writing all these sketches in a week, and sometimes magic happens, and sometimes it doesn't, but you can't get the magic without that process. So you sort of have to take the bad with the good, as far as SNL goes. Um, so I always, I always feel a little bad criticizing it too harshly, because... They, yeah. I don't know, I'm such a softy when it comes to this stuff, I guess, but they're putting on a show, and I feel for them. It's not like I think they can't make a mistake, but I feel for how difficult that process is. And I th- again, I thought last season there was more good than bad. But yeah, I'm also tired of, of Alec Baldwin's Trump, enough. Okay. Right? Okay, so what was the best sketch of the night for you? Well, the best was the CNN, I think. See, Anderson With Cooper Ander- and Kellyanne yeah. Conway? Yeah. Okay. Doing it. Doing it. Yes, that was fantastic. I thought. And what was the worst of the night? I'm going to say the the Halloween party with the boss that says he has hepatitis. <laughs> Ugh, that was. Oof. Okay. You know, that made me start wondering about my flu shot, and oh, I don't know. I didn't like that one. <laughs> uh, um, and what's your grade for the episode overall? C. C. Okay. Wow. Very rare to get a C from you. Right down the yeah, middle. C. Well, that's kind of, that's why I'm always hopeful, you know? So will you continue watching every week? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, boy, when it's yeah. good, it's something special, isn't it? Oh, when it's good, it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Let's move on to our... So lately, Mom, we've been uh, taking a tour of America's advice columnists. Yes. This segment used to be called... Uh, was Abby right? And now it's we're changing up the columnist from week to week. I think this is a lot of fun. Uh, this week I asked you to read the recent archives of Ask Amy, and we have a letter picked out that we're going to talk about. But what were your impressions of uh, Ask Amy overall? I love her. I want I want her in my newspaper. I think she's on point. I think she has good advice. I love her. Yeah. Who do you have in your paper? Abby. Just Dear Abby? No hints from Heloise? Uh, In the Sunday paper, we have hints from Heloise. But, you know, that's not advice that I can't live without. (laughs) Well, neither is Dear Abby, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, So Ask Amy is written by Amy Dickinson, and you it sounds like you were really pleased with her. Oh, I just, I think she's fantastic. Okay. So I've got, uh, I've... (laughs) Got a letter here. Wife wonders about siblings' bathroom habits. Is that uh, is that what we're reading? Yes. Okay. Here's the letter, and then Mom and I are going to discuss the advice that Amy gave. Dear Amy, I am a married woman. My husband and his younger sister are of a Mediterranean nationality. Family relationships are, quote, closer there, I think, than those in North America or Europe. I was shocked to see my husband and his sister in our bathroom together. She was putting on makeup, 
He was brushing his teeth. We were in a hurry to leave the house, but there was a half-bath downstairs that one of them could have used. I have been in the bathroom with my own older brother, but it was to install new toilets, something practical, not to do something intimate that, in my opinion, is only for a husband and wife to share. Good Lord. I felt very strange about this situation, and strange is in quotes for I don't know why. Then it happened a second time. I have decided that if it happens again, I will join them in the bathroom and put on my makeup or brush my teeth with them to see if they understand that I am disturbed by this situation. Signed, Too Close. And Amy responds, Dear Too Close, if brushing one's teeth or putting on makeup is considered an uncomfortably intimate act that only married partners should share, then we need to completely revamp sexual education in this country. I don't think this is an ethnic thing or a national characteristic. I think this is a you problem. Taking your letter at face value, these two siblings were basically sharing a mirror. Many siblings that grew up in close households and perhaps shared a bathroom with other family members throughout their childhoods wouldn't think twice about sharing their bathroom ablutions. Because this bothers you so much, you should probably express your concern directly to these two instead of passively trying to get your message across but you should also anticipate some bewilderment on their part. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I I was surprised by this letter. Yeah, this is a weird one. I thought it was weird. There's people that put makeup on and brush their teeth in public bathrooms all the time. Well, can you imagine saying to your sister, she comes in, she says, hey, I got to put some makeup on before we head out for dinner. And you say, uh, I'm trying to brush my teeth in here. Use the downstairs bathroom. No, it doesn't make any it's sense. It's Not even. It's, it's just, it, it doesn't make any sense. What would you think if Jenna walked in and you were brushing your teeth? Now, you know, I'm assuming they're fully clothed, right? Yeah. Why Why would that be looked at as intimate? You know, the weirdest part of the letter to me, Mom, was that she said she had been in the bathroom with her older brother, but it was to install new toilets. Yeah, how many toilets? How many toilets, toilets do you need, first of all? <laughs> exactly. I had the same thought. Um, but also, she seems to just be treating the space itself. She seems to have transposed the natural privacy that you do want when you're taking a shower or relieving yourself um, and sort of transpose that to the whole bathroom and any oh. bathroom activity. She's treating them all the same. I think she has to discriminate between the stuff that you pull your pants down for and the stuff that you right. don't. Right. And also, I'm very curious as to her singling out the fact that they were Mediterranean. Yeah. Like, what else are they doing that's <laughs> odd? I know. You know what I liked about Amy is that she came right back and, and she doesn't, she doesn't, she isn't snarky and she isn't nasty, but she just says what she's thinking in, in like I might do. Yes. Well, I might be snarky. You'd be but, a little, you know. yeah. <laughs> I think say. she's very. I think if I had a problem that I wanted to consult a newspaper columnist on, this is who I would pick. Yeah, she she's direct, but she's down to earth at the same time, and she's yeah. she's funny. 
Yes. Okay, so we so, think this bathroom person is a weirdo, but you're a big fan of Ask Amy. I, I, I really do love her. I am a huge fan. <laughs> okay, good. All right, Mom. Well, thank you for your insights, on not only on Ask Amy, but also on SNL. Uh, next week, we'll do Project Runway. How's that sound? Oh, I would love that. So that's next week. Uh, for this week, Mom... Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hey, if you enjoy the show, give us a little review on iTunes. Give us a, If you think the show is worth five stars, give us those five stars and tell us how much you love the show on iTunes. It sure would help us out, uh, and it would just make us feel nice. If you don't enjoy the show, as always, unplug your computer from the wall, find the nearest body of water, and just throw the computer right in there so that we're just all safe. I don't want you anywhere near the iTunes reviews. No, but seriously, tell us what you think of the show on iTunes. We do appreciate your reviews. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. For Bonnie Tatey, I'm John Tatey. So long for now.